Hey there, Supreme Resort and Cash Grab fans. Jimmy, coming right at you with some late breaking news. I'm joined by co-host Eric. Hey, how you doing? Good. How are you? Oh, excellent. Wonderful. So just before we get to the next episode of Cash Grab, which I believe is Bell's Magical World, and uh, you're welcome for the podcast. I'm sorry for the movie. Um, it's bad. Spoilers. I can't wait. Yeah, me too. I'm just going to, yeah, keep listening. Uh, okay, so Eric, starting on Monday, this past Monday, two days ago, or three days ago, uh, June 22nd, there was the new Disney Park Pass reservation system revealed, and the first people who could do it have A, valid theme park admission, and B, a valid resort reservation. Is that correct? Yes, absolutely. So those are the only people that could reserve it on Monday. I am one of those people, and it was a nightmare. <laughs> if you it seen. sure was. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about your experience. Uh, well, I, I just went in out of cure. I'm I'm one of the people that was the problem. Oh, uh, you be- couldn't do it. But you were overloading the system. I'm an I'm an AP, and I wanted to see what would happen because I had heard, oh, you can still sign up for things, and I thought that that can't be true, right? And it wasn't, but yep. it did take me two hours just to get into the system. Yep. I started at 8 a.m. and I'm an eligible person, and it took. I think I logged in after about three hours of being like in a waiting room, and then once I got to log into my Disney experience, then I had to wait another hour to be let into the park pass reservation system. And then looking at mid September, no parks available (laughs) any day. And, uh, it was very frustrating. Turns out, uh, I don't think there was a glitch. Disney said that there wasn't a glitch. It was just overloaded by, you know, people like Eric. Um, Yeah, probably really. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with, (laughs) I'm willing to bet. Because it, yeah, when you called me later on in the in the morning and you said, "Hey, here was my experience," I I got into the system probably what half an hour later, and I said, mm-hmm. um, "Everything is still open. All yeah. of the dates are still open." Right, and somehow I couldn't get them. So what I did is I took his advice, went back in, and I was able to book all the parks I wanted. I obviously one park per day, no park hopping, and then um, I kind of made a mistake on which days we were doing what. And, uh, so I just canceled the resort and then I added a different one. And then I went, the other one canceled that added a different one. So it, in, in that, that second time I did it, it took like five minutes all in. So like bold move, but um, yes, I was so nervous. <laughs> like, <laughs> what, have I, what have I done? Cause you know, I booked a hotel. I lose it. Yeah. I booked a hotel like the day they announced the dates. I booked a hotel for Swan and Dolphin because I'm a Marriott guy. And um, so I did that. But that, then the thing is, I, I could only get Saturday. So I'm like, are we going to go down and pay $1,000 to stay at a hotel to go to a theme park for a day? You know, when it's still hot with masks on. So fortunately, we were able to get all four days we wanted. And I'm happy. Now, on the 26th, which is tomorrow, uh, annual pass holders can go in and do it. They don't need a uh, resort reservation. They just need a valid annual pass and they can then book a hotel, excuse me, uh, a park with a park pass right. through September of 2021. Uh, yeah, it's, it's way out there. Well, as of, as of, uh, 
the 24th, uh, yesterday, they opened up bookings all the way through September of, of 2021. Yeah. And, um, I mean, it's it's all it's all out there. We we can't book anything in uh, 2020, but we can book in starting in January. If you if you look into it, you can get a hotel. You can get you can't get all the hotels, but you can get quite a few hotels. Um, a lot of the resorts are open, and you can get ticket packages starting in January. Yeah, so so you can't get you cannot buy 2020 tickets unless you already had one. Correct until later. Yeah, until later when they filled everything up and they still have capacity, right? Yeah, from so, what I've seen, they keep saying later this summer. They they don't have a date yet, but it, that's probably it. They've got to see who – of the people who are still out there with reservations, how many are coming. Yeah, because on the 22nd, it was valid pack, valid ticket, valid hotel, 26th uh, annual passes, 28th is anybody else who already had a ticket. And so they have to kind of get those people a chance to book, and then I would assume sometime – early to mid July, it'll just kind of open up for everybody else and you get what's left. Mm -hmm. So what, what, what concerns me, maybe it concerns the wrong word, but if I'm booking, first of all, how can I book a park in September of 2021 without valid admission? Or do I have to buy an admission ticket then be able to do it? Yeah, you have to have admission because on Friday, the 26th, Annual pass holders are allowed to book their reservations. Mm -hmm. Um, And then on the 28th, only people with active tickets can get reservations. So that would be, since they're not selling tickets right now, that would Mm -hmm. be somebody who already bought a ticket package ahead of time, but didn't necessarily buy a resort package. Like uh, maybe you're staying at a, you know, another hotel or a timeshare somewhere in, in Florida, you and you just bought the tickets separately or you went to Costco a few months ago right. and you bought like a discounted package, that sort of thing. Right. Um, okay. Yeah, so those people can book their reservations on Monday. Right. And Sunday? so back to my concern, I guess Monday, the 28th is a Sunday. Yeah, that is Sunday. Yeah. Right. Um, so back to my concern, I am booking hypothetically one theme park for one day through September of 2021. So is that telling me that they don't expect park hopping until 2021? Or is that, okay, you have your one day park and then a year from now, things are kind of back to normal. There's a vaccine, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, you still have the reservation, but you can also go anywhere else or the reservation just get canceled because, you know, we can park hop again. It doesn't irrelevant, yeah. Yeah, I think that's it. Once things change, I I think we'll we'll see a lot of, sure you can get the reservation now but i don't know that it's going to be all that important next september 2021 i i don't see things being exactly the same as they are now but maybe they are yeah and maybe this is the future maybe so that they can they can properly prepare for park guests and what their movements are and where they staff and all that kind of stuff if you like go in and make a reservation they know exactly how many people are going to be at the magic kingdom on september 7th and they know exactly how to staff. And then maybe they open up another way. Okay, you can go to Magic Kingdom and Epcot, but you have to tell us when you're going to be in both places so that we can adjust accordingly. I mean, I would not surprise me if they did that. That's, I mean, that it seems crazy. I think there might be some utility in that. But my goodness, over the last couple of years, as I've I've gotten to the parks more often where it's it's not that mentality of, of, of militant, I've got to see all of the things, mm-hmm. do all mm-hmm. of the attractions where I just wander between, 
you know, Hollywood studios, stop off at the hotel room at boardwalk and then walk into Epcot and then leave and go back to Hollywood. Like I've gotten used to that sort of mentality right. of, of plan, planning your day around park hopping or not even planning yeah. a thing, just going. Well, that, that's not going to happen anymore if that's your, if that's your idea, right? And it, I, probably not. I'm just kind of speculating because you you know you've got the gondolas, right? That kind of defeats that purpose. Oh yeah, you've got the monorail, the Epcot. I mean, it's a silly thing to say, but now that they have the reservation system in place, it's certainly something that we could see on busy days. Like they could block out July and August or something like that. Like that's reservation system time. And you can't come in here unless you already have a reservation. And it would work at Disney World or it would not work at Disneyland because people plan so far in advance for the most part, right? But yeah, I, and that's that's true. D- Disney World really has set itself up over the last few years as the planning destination, which is right. why so many people get confused and 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 frightened by the, the, the prospect of, oh, no, we don't have dining reservations every mm-hmm. single day. Right. How are we going to do this? For sure. But uh, anyway, so the other interesting thing about the park pass is that first you select your park and date, then you select your time. And the only time option was open to close. So what that tells yeah. me is that they're setting huh. up a system where you can pick the day and time you're going to go to this park and then the time you're going to go to that park. And you're just not allowed in without that reservation. So it's hmm. not as fluid of a park hopping thing, but maybe it's in place for before 2021 or September of 21, when things are, are, are better and maybe there's a vaccine or something that they can kind of try to control it or, well, go ahead. I was going to say Taryn on, on ears up on one of the last episodes asked, um, it just thinking out loud as, as one does, um, on ears up, she, she asked if maybe they were going to do what they did with, uh, galaxy's edge when it opened in Disneyland and they had those, those, those block reservations. And I guess Disney hadn't said anything about that at the time, but maybe that's kind of a a thought that went into the design of the, the web portal. Like, mm-hmm. Hey, if we need to do four hour blocks, can we do it? Should we put the code in now? Right. That's, that's kind of my thought. Right. Um, so yeah, anyway, um, anything else from your end, as far as, uh, park reservations, we know Ju- July 9th does downtown Disney and Anaheim opens and mm-hmm. the park July 17th on its 60, sorry, uh, 65th, 65th. Yeah. 65th birthday. Um, DCA also same day. Yes, I, I believe so. Well, they haven't gotten a full approval from California yet. They've got right. approval for downtown Disney and the hotels. We assume that they're going to get the approval from California, but uh, it, it hasn't come out yet. And from some, a story I saw earlier today, um, Governor Newsom is is kind of holding that over everybody's heads. If you if you kids don't get along, I'm going to take away all of your phases. Yeah. And also there are cast members who are petitioning saying, don't open, it's too soon. True, and that's happening on both coasts. Right, exactly. Uh, so uh, I will be at Downtown Disney, mask on, on July 9th for some live boots on the ground reporting that we will release on July 9th. Uh, I'll get on the I'll get on the old horn and talk to Dan and Eric and do kind of a walkthrough, a virtual walkthrough of what's going on and what to expect and that kind of thing. So tune in on July 9th for that. Uh, I don't think I'll go in anywhere. <laughs> I think I'll walk around. You're not going to you know, 
slide up to the bar at Ralph Brennan's and order a Sazerac? Yeah, uh, maybe Uva because it's outside. It's outside, but we'll see. Nice. We'll see. They have outdoor tables at at Ralph's. That's true. They have those yeah. upstairs patio. They've got the downstairs awning. Maybe I'll get a beignet. Um, there you go. They have an outdoor seating at the Mexican place too. Yeah, there's plenty out. Yeah, it's California. Yeah, there's, there's some good stuff. Right. Uh, if you're in the yeah. shade, you're fine. Exactly. What I'm nervous about is getting on an airplane to fly out there. Maybe that's unfounded, but maybe you just need you know an old time diving bell uh, to wear on the plane. Mm-hmm. They'll let you go on with that, right? Scuba gear. Some someone to operate the bellows, <laughs> right at the back of the plane. Yes. Um, anyway, so that's what I got. Anything else from you? Uh, no, other than when you you told told me of your crazy plan to be at at Downtown Disney, I suddenly had had this vague notion like I should be in in Disney World. What if, they've got they've got annual pass holder dates on the ninth and tenth. Mm-hmm. What if I get one of those? And Ooh. that would be that would be a crazy bi coastal boots oh, on the ground. Oh but that that's not going to happen. Oh, I mean, I've got the day off of work already, <gasps> but and then we'd fly across happen? the country, crossing. <laughs> <laughs> break, 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 crossing each other's streams and uh yeah braving the elements um and the covids yeah for radio yes for <laughs> but very popular radio right um, good content yeah all right well that's all we've got folks ladies and gentlemen thank you for listening thank you for your support uh hey by the way um I am uh, the Supreme Resorts on Instagram, and a concierge started following me. Have you heard of them? I have heard of them. I've heard good things. Um, so have I. <laughs> okay, so, ladies and gentlemen, cash grab, Bell's Magical World. Please enjoy. Be safe. Be good to each other. We'll see you soon. Coming soon to Video Cassette. Hello, welcome. From the app of your local Hollywood studio, it's Cash Grab. Presented by the Supreme Resort. We are Dan, Jimmy, and me, your hosts. I'm Audrey. Hello. Hi. How'd I do? Hello. You did a great job. Okay. The music is loud. Yeah, well, you know, it's uh, it's an audio medium. What can I say? That's true. We're yeah. extreme. Extreme. Uh, all right, guys. <laughs> this how movie. Long, how long has it taken <laughs> us to finish watching this movie? Uh, Two weeks? I, guys, I watched it in one night, and then I watched oh. the original uh, Beauty and the Beast <laughs> immediately after. So uh-huh. I don't know what you're talking about. You're both a couple of slackers. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's an absolute dumpster fire. Like I Mm -hmm. just can't, I can't. It was terrible. I was not sober. The movie we're talking about, and I use the word movie simply because I can't think of another word for this, Mm -hmm. um, was Bell's that (laughs) met. Can't even say it. Bell's in awe. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Bell's Magical but, World. I did ah, it. Yeah. Got all sounds. Yeah. So Bell's Magical World is not a feature film. 
it is feature length, but is a series of short stories that get progressively but worse. If anyone is upset that it might feel short, mm. it doesn't. It is not. No. It is the if you longest- ever want to experience time travel, then watch this movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Explain. Well, I'm not talking about the fun kind of time travel where mm-hmm. you like feel a sense of agency or you um, go back in time to hunt dinosaurs and accidentally kill a butterfly and then right. travel back to the future and the future is a complete shithole. Oh wait, that's <laughs> that must have happened in this timeline. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Or like when you go back to the future or back in time to like make out with your mom, that kind <sighs> of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That old trope. Um, yeah, it's like it's it's that same kind of time travel that one might feel when they are, oh, in prison. Um, it's just more the the idea of like time moving in a different way mm-hmm. and not. Oh, it's so deep. That's that's really true. It really yeah. is. It's not a lapse. What's the word I'm looking for? It's kind of like a you're just trapped in a in a wormhole, mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah. So I was watching it. I, I I write a lot when I'm watching. You know, kind of commentary, and I, I noticed there were like 36 minutes left, and then I watched for a few <laughs> more minutes, and there were 38 minutes left. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's ah. the kind of thing you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I came back to this last night after having a week vacation mm-hmm. from it, mm-hmm. and I saw that the, the, like thirty ish minutes left, and I actually said out loud, and like I'm not prone to this, but I said out loud, "This is going to be the longest thirty minutes of my life." It's, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's you become hyper aware of the fact that Every. you are sitting watching and. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not not engrossed at all. You're just kind of like, I have to do this. You're forcing yourself. Oh, there it is. Oh, there's the dog. Um, so I think the we're dog, getting a little bit. The ottoman from the movie? Yes. 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 What, what's its name? It's like Hercules. Sultan. Or no, Sultan, Sultan. That's right. Sultan. Chase. Yes. Like Chase, Chase Lounge. No, we're going to get oh, into that. Gee, that's genius. Why didn't I write this movie? A dog <laughs> um, in the it. shape of a couch. Named Chase. <laughs> yeah, it's that, so, so layered. I do think we're getting a little bit of a head ahead of ourselves. Okay, we yes. did. We watched Bell's <laughs> <laughs> Enchanted. That <laughs> world. That, yeah. Um, it, it was made. It was thrust upon humanity <laughs> in 1998. Violently. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> oh, from the ashes of the Be- Beauty and the Beast uh, cinematic, cinematic universe, universe yeah. came this Be- movie. Because they um, burned it in the previous movie. They burned the universe of Beauty and the Beast with the last one. And then uh, this this is the ashes. Uh, and, like the Phoenix, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, so, uh, all right, yeah. Phoenix yeah. is kind of conjure like a more positive connotation for me. <laughs> I think this is so, more like the Dark Phoenix from uh, the yeah. X Men saga. Also, a terrible film. <laughs> yes. yes. 
Um, this is so, the Dark Phoenix of <laughs> Beast movies. <laughs> In so many ways. Yeah. 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 Uh, so I'm just going to get to the snapshot of 1998. Yeah, and, uh, Wonderful. Yeah, so... Mm. Yeah. Google and PayPal were both launched. Wow. The Winter Olympics were held in Nagano, Japan. I'm probably saying that wrong, and I apologize. Nagano. Nagano. Uh, Tony Blair became the first Prime Minister of the UK to address the Republic of Ireland's Parliament. Mercedes-Benz bought Chrysler. Exxon bought Mobile. British Petroleum bought Amoco. And AOL acquired CompuServe. And once again, the world is all the more better for it. Internet blogs appeared for the first time, and popular tech terms were AOL dial-up and reboot. And again, the world is all the better for it. The first MP3 player was released in Japan. Uh, TV sitcom Sex and City premiered. Movie Shakespeare in Love was released. And the final two-part episode of Seinfeld aired to 76.3 million very satisfied viewers. The 100th episode of a certain TV series that you all remember called Ellen aired. Um, minimum wage was $5.15. Uh, the median household income was, uh, that's boring, I'm going to move on. Titanic won an Oscar for Best Picture. The Practice on ABC won an Emmy for Outstanding Drama Series. And Sunny Came Home won a Grammy for Record of the Year. Tom Bradley, former mayor of Los Angeles, passed away. And in personal memories, this song was released. It's Party Hard by Pulp who is an underrated band. Uh, on the top ten in music, we have Paula Coles, I Don't Want to Wait, number ten, Usher on number nine, Nice and Slow. On number eight, we have Elton John's Candle in the Wind, 1997, still holding on. Uh, number seven, Casey and JoJo, All My Life, Janet, I imagine that's Janet Jackson. Uh, number six, with Together Again, Leanne Rimes. How do I live? Number five, Savage Garden. Remember them? Yeah. Uh, Truly Madly Deeply is the song, the very savage song that they put out, and it was at number four. At number three, You're Still the One by Shania Twain, which is a song my boss played on loop for five hours that year. Number two, The Boy Is Mine by Brandy, Brandy and Monica, and number one, Too Close by Next, and I forgot to look up the movies, but that's fine. <laughs> Good job. Now that was Candle in the Wind 2, right? The Princess yes. Diana version. Yes. Right. Yes. And it also, as I was looking up things from that time period, I was reminded that um every ballad was released as a dance mix during this time. Mm. I don't know if you remember that, but it was including terrible. Candle in the Wind. Uh I, should look for that. Well, I was able well, to we have more we have more from 1998 coming up so maybe if I find it it will be played. Mm. How old were you, Dan? Um we were <laughs> all seven, 8 years old. 7ish, seven 7.5. That depends on what time of the year. Uh, yeah. My birthday's in September. What? Mine's in October. November. Oh my god, we're all oh, like fall. Okay. Do you have the trailer for us? Uh, I do. Are we just jumping in and splooshing it, or do we want to Sploosh. talk about what we thought it was going to be? Oh, oh, I've got a really good one for what it was going to be. Okay. So go for it. If you will, please humor me. <laughs> Bell's Enchanted World. Get this. 
bell gets turned into a bell. <laughs> oh, that, that meets the, uh, the criteria for naming things in this show. Yes. Exactly. I thought, I thought you were going to say bell gets turned into a beast. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. A little oh, Shrek. That- bell gets turned into a bell. Chef kiss. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like totally on board with the beast idea, even more than this bell idea. Cause honestly, that's all I wrote. And then I didn't even consider <laughs> what the rest of the movie would be like. I like didn't uh, care enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I got, I just, uh, it's a good concept. I'm just going to say. And yeah. the full title is beauty and the beast bells, magical world. Oh, oh my so God. How do I keep getting enchanted in there? Is that from the last enchanted one? Christmas? Well, yeah. It's cause yeah. Cause you love the Tiki room so much. Probably. Um, so I have that there's going to be time jumps. That's going to be episodic. I think I probably just maybe knew that. Yeah. Forte will be back. We'll be back. Um, kind of sad he wasn't because after that, he collapsed to his doom. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. you know, it would have fit. Uh, Gaston is going to have a subplot. He'll be oddly sympathetic, mm-hmm. um, or just a buffoon. Uh, focus is going to be on the enchanted servants, which yeah, okay. Uh, Pod- they're they're magical servants. Sorry, um, <laughs> in this one, in the last one, they were enchanted. Yes. Right, don't get um, it mixed up. <laughs> cursed, they're just cursed. <laughs> uh, Miss Potts will have a romantic interest, and she really should. I want I wanted to see a bottle episode. Where there was a bottle. Well, it's, I don't know. I think I was, I think I was in the middle of rewatching community and mm. Abed said something about a bottle episode. I'm like, ah, that's a funny thing to say, but I was wrong. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Bell will be even more humorless and boring. Mm. Beast will get a pie in his face. Um, <sighs> so cool. And he learns to laugh. We're going to see the dress. They travel. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all I have. All right. Here's what I have. Um, Bell is still in the castle. By the way, all of this came from just looking at the cover art of the <laughs> the the movie or the movie. That's poster. fair, yeah. Okay, so many great yeah. ideas come from that. Yes, Bell is still in the castle, and the beast has not yet transformed. This film is about the various antics of the enchanted people or magical, and we will once again learn the story of how these people were enchanted as objects. We will largely Ma- see the what magicald. How the people were magic. <laughs> How magified. Magic. We will largely see the same story arcs of the beast being a dick and Belle falling in love with him, despite him having no redeeming qualities, but rather cause he is seemingly the only being in the building with a dick. So because intercourse. <laughs> this is a series of shorts with no overarching story beyond what we see in the original film. This is more of a behind-the-scenes, secondary character perspective of what happened in the first movie. Well, you nailed it. There you go. (laughs) All right. uh, Thank you for joining us on this uh, episode. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I think it's trailer time. Yes, it is. And then we can can cry on each other's socially distanced shoulders. The enchantment of Beauty and the Beast continues in Belle's magical world. See, Audrey? All right, fine. Shall we begin with a new wonder-filled chapter? Mrs. Potts, are you all right? I'm feeling blue. Mrs. Potts is the voiced by someone different for some reason. How about a party? And heartwarming music. Do I think? 
Join your favorite characters. Surprise! <laughs> New really? friends. This is Chip my favorite? We each have something mm -hmm. to offer the other. And learn that when you listen with your heart, mm -hmm. we want you to know how much we all love you. True friendship is the greatest gift of all. Mrs. Potts has given us the most important gift anyone can offer. True friendship. I'm speechless. Complete your Beauty and the Beast collection with Belle's Magical World. <laughs> how beautiful. <laughs> guys i love i love how they end it with like you really need it's not you need to see this movie or this is a very necessary part of the story it's complete your collection <laughs> mm -hmm. i don't remember any of that same i was like wait a minute where <laughs> in my notes right movie yeah like does miss potts get does does she have a big role in this movie because nope. i don't remember that uh, yeah, we, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll it's get into misdirection. It. It's, mm -hmm. it's false advertising. I feel, I feel a little irritated. Mm -hmm. I, you know, what's, you know why Audrey, it's because why? you're not listening with your heart. Oh, <laughs> hey, yeah, I, I think, so I went to a very deep, dark, strange place with this as I was mm -hmm. finishing it last night. Um, I think we might – I think these destroyed the public, like, faith in Disney as a company that is, like, mm -hmm. in About it for good quality? reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, mm -hmm. I, I remember, like, before these happened, Disney meant something. And then during and or after this happening – and, of course, you know – Paul Pressler and all everything like the, the entire it's not just these movies but like this period and mm -hmm. I think that these movies certainly contributed to the awareness of mm -hmm. a company that a visual was visual reflection right it's just like yeah you'll you're gonna buy this mm -hmm. so just give us your money or <laughs> your kids will be sad and you're a terrible parent <clears throat> if you don't yeah right hence the name of the show Right, come full circle. <laughs> so, I am going to recount what actually happened in this uh, film, mm -hmm. uh, and then we'll uh, talk about it and have commentary and <laughs> laugh till our hearts content. Mm -hmm. So till we, we explode. Yes, we open in a CGI library where one of the books magically comes off the shelf. Now, this book is called Bell's Magical World. I want to know who wrote this book. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we I'm sorry. We learned in the last movie that she's into writing books because she wrote exactly. Beast the book. So Good maybe point. she wrote it. She wrote it. Yeah. It, yeah. This was this opening made me think of the game Mist. Mm-mm. Hmm? I don't know. Oh, Mist. As in animation. M-I-S-T, not M-I-S-S-E-D. That would be a very different game. I <laughs> wish I exists. missed this movie. You know, <laughs> like, oh. Uh, um yeah yeah then we get so, a, go ahead is is bell possibly writing like the reality of these characters that's a fun thing to entertain oh, you huh think all of this is her imagination <laughs> or it's, it's like stranger crazy. than fiction oh. <laughs> well, it, that would it, that would perfectly sum up why the chandelier's name is chandelira because <sighs> that was that her name in life before she was a an object was like her name, Chandelira. This is the dumbest film universe that <laughs> exists. <laughs> it's so uh, bad. Yeah. 
So we get a little uh, rehash of the original story, and then yeah, we how many go times to, do we get this? Uh, we get it a lot. <laughs> yeah, um, the perfect world is the name of the first vignette in this three-part series, and it's hand-drawn animation for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> then we we see Chandelira, and then so Beast is writing to somebody for some wood. Okay, despite the fact he's got a forest out back, and the pen is alive. And so, in life, was his name Bick or maybe Quill? <laughs> Quill's a cool name. Quill. So it's, you know, I think Chandelier, that's like a pretty, you know, it's a feminine, let's just, you know, take it away from the, the object for a second. Look at the mm-hmm. word. Chandelier. Like Chandelier. Kind of musical. Like maybe Lyra is the middle name. Oh, yeah, oh. that's nice. Uh-huh. Chandelier. Mm-hmm. But I got to say, the physics on this chandelier are mm-hmm. com- they're all wrong. They're very and bad. It, oh, yeah. Like, it's the string gay. is just kind of dangling there. Mm-hmm. And she's just in. I, well, it's just, that's, yeah, the animation in this movie is hot garbage. <laughs> and I no, think it was. I no think amount it was of left- drinking will make it better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nope. I think it was left handed day at the uh, animation <laughs> studio. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, dinner's ready, and the Beast reveals to Lumiere that Belle makes him nervous. Oh. That's so sweet. Yeah, and the animation just is getting worse. <laughs> it's <laughs> getting worse through this series. It's pretty uh, unwatchable. It's something mm. you can listen to. Mm, really? You can listen to it. <laughs> you, you can listen want. to us talk about it here at the Supreme Resorts Presents Cash, Cash Grab. I got to go back. Who was the paper and were they just going to send a person oh, to somebody? That's a good point. He was writing also, with it. Yeah. It was cool. I, I liked that because it showed Beast was responsible and handled the books for the castle. And, you know, mm-hmm. someone's got to have a job. Like, sure. Yeah. I don't so know. then Belle is walking to dinner with Cogsworth where they meet like the dictionary. A freaking Cro-Magnon. Cro-Magnon? <laughs> yeah, Cro-Magnon. Okay, the way what? she walks, her, <laughs> yeah. okay, I noticed this immediately. She walks with her, with the backs of her hands facing forward. Oh, of, so, like, and that's like a weird aggression display in animals. Okay. It's so bizarre. And I was like, you, what? This is the worst walking animation I've ever seen. Maybe it's a way that she's learned to like cope with the beast's aggression. Like if she walks around, like <laughs> doesn't you can't go see full. this. But yeah. I'm sitting at my table, like with my arms up, kind of wide, like a chicken wing, and kind of like with my hands, and I'm making a face, like I'm a like a cave person. Like mm-hmm. oh, I gotta go talk to the beast. That's- also a reflection on the animation quality. She looks like a cro magnon. <laughs> she got another nose job. Yep. <laughs> so the dictionary um what's his name you guessed Webster. it Webster. <laughs> and it's course. it's 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 really operating more as a thesaurus than a dictionary that's true yeah that's true you could come in a lot of synonyms right yeah yeah so the bell and the beast are having dinner and the secondary character antics where chandelier misinterprets everything lumiere says and Bale is Belle is regaling the beast about the details of Cinderella in an existential Disney princess recounting of the story of a Disney princess. 
<laughs> when you put it like that, geez, I'm really like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> I love uh, it. Yeah. Beast is uncomfortable. So mm. Bell teaches the beast a lesson using Webster. The chandelier can cry. Beast has an outrage moment. Then he wants Bell to apologize for calling him rude. She said she would only after he apologizes to her. Cut to commercial. Mm. Yeah. So here's the Beast. We all know the issues there. He's just suddenly okay with Dictionary coming to dinner. Like. Mm -hmm. It's just, uh, hey, I I brought a guest. You don't, you you who clearly has no like has no jealousy issues mm-hmm. or you know whatever. Like, hey, I just brought this this I presumably this male Webster dictionary along, and and what's the slobber situation with the beast? Like, I I I, I just at this point I'm watching this and I'm wondering, like. They're not going to animate the drool, but if this were a real situation. Oh, like, yeah. Like, I feel like it would be a lot. I feel like there's a slobber situation going it, on. The castle probably smells like wet dog and moldy yeah. socks. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. To your point, to your point about bringing a guest to dinner, I was trying to, I was listening and trying to justify it in my head. I was like, well, it's okay because they're not eating any of the food. And I'm like trying to, and then I was like, oh yeah, but still it's, it's an unwanted additional person there who's just being annoying. Right. Mm -hmm. But this all, this is also a movie where paper hangs out with a candle. So whatever. That's true. true. Yeah. There's no, there's no point in justifying it. (laughs) (laughs) So then we get some exposition about the rose and Cogsworth says, Cogsworth says this, I say we give it more time. Another petal falls, and Lumiere says, easy for a clock to say, hashtag dialogue. (laughs) There's a lot of that in this film, and I've written it all down. I'm a sucker for puns. Yeah, good puns. Okay, so Belle receives a letter sent secretly by the staff, meant to be an apology from Beast, right? But he didn't write an apology letter. The staff wrote it, and... Then she says, the trouble between, no, the letter says the trouble between us has ended. No, she says that. So then Belle goes to apologize to Beast and they sit in front of the fire where Belle is reading the Beast a story. Beast is a loud eater, which interrupts Belle's story. So Cogsworth reveals that Beast didn't write the letter of apology. Mrs. Potts said the culprits are in hot water. Mm. Mrs. Potts. Cut to commercial. Oh, I missed that pun until... The dictionary, the dictionary, the quill, and the paper confess to writing the fake apology letter, and Beast chases after them. He finally catches them, and Beast throws them out into the cold. And at some point, he actually says, Rar. (laughs) (laughs) Rar. Rar. Quality vocal performance. Yeah. So, yeah, they falsified some docs. Uh, Belle has misphonia. She can't stand the sound of someone chewing, which, you know, that's reasonable. I can relate. I can relate. And Mrs. Potts sat by and watched those guys do that and didn't do Mm -hmm. anything about it. She just Mm -hmm. made her silly quip and then, yeah. But this movie does pass the Bechdel test, though. Oh, my God. I don't even think I considered that. Mm -hmm. Does it? Oh, yeah, Yeah, because the chandelier. The chandelier, the wardrobe, Mm -hmm. Mrs. Potts. But aren't they all talking about dudes or something? Oh, yeah, point. I think they are. They're talking about yeah, beasts. Beast. Mm-hmm. In fact, I remember 
distinctly watching this and trying to figure out if, if what Bechtel would be backwards because mm-hmm. this movie definitely passes the Lecteb test. <laughs> please, please, can you wait? Okay, <laughs> I need a little more detail on the Lecteb test. The Lecteb test is when it seems to try to be passing the Bechtel test, but just fails even more miserably and becomes more embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Ah, I love it. The opposite of. <laughs> Got it. Yes. Uh, so at this point, Beast threatens to banish anyone who helps them. Like these these three things are out forever in the cold. And if anybody helps them, you're you're banished, right? And mm-hmm. uh, mind you, Belle is a prisoner, so she should go help him so that he'll banish her, right? Does make sense. So the three of them, the quill, the dictionary, and the letter, um, make their way to the village only to discover they've made their way back to the castle. And Belle sees them and she brings them in. Beast overhears their conversation where Belle takes all the blame and tells them she is okay to, uh, and will talk to Beast. And that deep down, he has a good heart. Inside, mm-hmm. by the fire, Beast comes in and apologizes to all of them, and they all forgive him, and he is happy. That was so easy. Yeah. Beast is happier than he's felt in a long time. Everyone has been able to apologize and forgive, except for Cogsworth and Chandelira. Success. Everyone forgives. <laughs> this is three's, it's, it's three's company. It, it, absolutely. I did write sitcoms are fun at one point. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. yeah. Beast is a villain. Mm-hmm. In every um, case, yeah. I found seeing Potts pour tea like really unnerving and gross. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, yeah. Just, that, like her boogers? Yeah. I mean, it might, this might be like in the time of coronavirus or whatever, but like just seeing somebody pour liquid out of what is, I guess, their nose, really unnerving. Mm-hmm. Um, Better coming out of her nose than poo air tea. Ah, yeah, good. bad pun. Um, if this Alert. were a better, if this were a better movie, I wouldn't point this out. But Belle is super wall-eyed and super in some in some moments. Yes, mm-hmm. um, nobody's Beast is an idiot. eyes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Beast is an idiot, and he should be played by Kevin James. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Kevin James. What he's remind a, me? What he's in? Uh, King of Queens. What else? And uh, the one I where he you pretends to things. be gay with um, Adam Sandler. Right. But uh, oh, remember, Aubrey watches good things. Uh, no. Um, I watch very extremely good things. He was also Paul Blart Mall Cop. Mm-hmm. Oh. The titular Paul Blart. Okay. Yes. Got it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That would be, yeah, he could play a pretty good beast. Right. Yeah. I mean, this version of beast, the yes. like bumbling idiot, super selfish Mm-hmm. Like yeah, Lumiere has to love. explain what a boner is, you know. Like it's just—I <laughs> mean, roundabout. He didn't. I, I, it's a family film, but that's basically the conversation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, to finish this tale, Beast and Belle make their way to the veranda. It's warm now. Soon it will be spring. Then a butterfly flies under Belle's finger. The end. And then I wrote, it's only one third done. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And they keep getting worse. Yeah. Well, they, you know, you know what they say in uh, portfolio is uh, put your best work at the front. Um, 
I gotta go they back also to say comedy comes in threes, but uh... right, right. <laughs> um, so I was really perplexed by the idea that Beast throws out um, the paper, pen, and, and dictionary um, mm-hmm. into the world where they would just exist as paper, pen, and dictionary. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like what? What would that? What th- this is confusing. Like, <laughs> okay, so if they leave, right? Let's mm-hmm. let's follow this through. Okay. They leave and they go and they hang out at like Gaston's, you know, uh, tavern or whatever. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, "Hey, paper!" Like, was <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh, they just accept it and they're not they're not maybe out by it. I don't know. I like what th- this. Th- and then, like, okay, so <laughs> follow this through a little bit more. When slash if the curse is lifted, do they then become people, or are they mm. because they they're not be like the close to the magic? Right? Do they then like is he banishing them potentially to a life of being these in, in, these inanimate animate objects? Maybe it's like a Toy Story situation where when other people see them, then they're, you know, they're just a paper, a pen and a book. And it's not until the people leave that they come to life. I think you stumbled onto something here. Maybe mm-hmm. the witch from the Beauty and the Beast cinematic universe is and responsible for, yes, wow. is responsible for the entire Pixar universe as well. Yeah. I mean, Probably. it's not, not out of the question for them. Mm-hmm. I, All right. All I can say, Dan, uh, is that I just noticed that they sat next to the fire when they Mm -hmm. came back inside. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's dangerous. Yeah, Yeah. that's right. They were trying to warm up from the cold. And they're made (sighs) out of paper. All right, we need to move on. And meanwhile, Belle's watching all of this, and it's just like, yeah, that's fine. She's Mm -hmm. watching with one eye. (laughs) Right, that's true. One good eye. <laughs> uh, yeah. Then we go to Fifi's Folly. This is episode two. You're just going to go just jump right into it like it's Hang normal? on. Didn't we get a song? We got a song. We no, had a song. No. We yeah, I can't. Fifi's I can't, Folly. I refuse to have any more of this in my life. I Guys, just, <laughs> I thought the song about listening with your heart was good. That's in Fifi's Folly. But, we haven't gotten there yet. Yeah, and no. I don't have any of that music because I, yeah. yeah, I refuse. I like I, I thought about it, and I'm just like, no, no, huh. I can't. <laughs> I've, I've <laughs> this this movie hurt me. <laughs> we open on Belle singing about miscommunication between she and Beast, and birds are trying to drink from a frozen bird bath, and Belle spreads <laughs> bird seed on the frozen bath. She is so kind. But they're thirsty. They're not hungry, Belle, you <laughs> idiot. This is the song. Wait, I must it be confused. Yeah. No, okay. you're right. This is the song. Then she See, feeds squirrels. I was confused because I thought this song was the end of the first movie. Mm. Or not there was like a really clunky transition. It was like sure all of was. a sudden they were singing. Okay. Yeah. All right. Now I'm with you. So the, the song is called Listen to Our Hearts. And then I wrote Forgiveness. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> and it's uh, not the song by uh, Roxette. Listen to your Yeah. 
That's <laughs> listen with your heart. That's a good oh, point. that's You're how right. they got around the copyright listen issue. This was, a, this was a good song. Okay, you know what? I just fine. think like I I listened to the song and then meditated maybe a day later and was like, oh yeah. Sometimes your feelings physically don't match with your thoughts, and we should listen to that and try to connect those two. That's very <sighs> powerful. Yeah. Wow. So you you're, you learned a powerful life lesson from this. Mm-hmm. I feel like Jimmy's patronizing me a little bit. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. <laughs> I'm, I'm Dan. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You too. Uh, well, maybe the song passed the Bechtel test because maybe those birds were all girls and they weren't talking about the beast. And they were talking like... I wish I could drink from this fountain right now. <laughs> right. I so when a movie is this bad, I, <laughs> there's a version of me that introduces itself into my head that is fun, but I don't want to like unleash it onto other people. But that version of me really wanted to see the birds just bang their heads against the ice <laughs> trying to crack it. <laughs> <laughs> and one of Goes that would too take, far and like head splits open or something. Yeah. It yeah. would take too many frames for the animators. That's right. <laughs> it's like they did this with half the frames that uh, they needed. So Guys, this was going to be a TV show, right? That makes sense. It makes yeah, sense. Yeah. That's the, that's the case. I want to know how much – this is something to think about. Maybe we can get to it towards the end in depth. How much mileage would this TV show have had? Like, considering where it exists in the storyline, like, would they go full-on Clone Wars with this, where it's just like, (laughs) just like hundreds of episodes? (laughs) Yeah, it could. It totally could. It's just like any sitcom. You have character A plus character B, Mm -hmm. and then you have a storyline for them. And you mix it up every week. You say, oh, well, this week, character A is going to interact with character z and character x is going to interact with character b and then you know boom you got yourself parks and rec well i can say one thing dan i wish that somebody would have ordered 66 me while i was watching this (laughs) 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 Uh, too soon jimmy too soon um i um but and another thing, and this might be the the and i'm doing air quotes here the educator in me that like there's actually standards for children's programming that like Mm -hmm. it needs to be at least marginally like educational like you need to be able to say this is the lesson that we learned from this episode Mm -hmm. and i get listen with your heart i understand that it's it's a good message and it teaches kids how to avoid copyright issues as well sure but going forward i really think that we need to keep this in mind okay that that concept of Kids shows, right. Children's programming are required by uh, the FCC or FDA or whatever. (laughs) USDA. Um, USDA. The CDC. The CDC. (laughs) Yes. The AMA. Um, NASA. (laughs) AARP. <laughs> I'm, the I'm with American you, Association of Retired Persons <laughs> has regulations <laughs> on children's television. Yes, yes. Um, that w- that actually tracks for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> we should listen with our hearts and not yes, watch with our eyes because it's <laughs> unwatchable. It's dumpster fire. <laughs> it is but guys, this this is where it's full threes company because this one's a love story. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Yep. So oh. Fifi, who's the dust broom, she is dizzy with love because tomorrow is the fifth anniversary of her first date with Lumiere. <laughs> but Lumiere doesn't remember. Yeah, this is where the mm-hmm. lectab test comes in. Typical yeah. <laughs> guy. <laughs> yep. Lumiere. So Belle reminds him. Emotion. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Belle reminds him that it's his fifth anniversary. So Lumiere then feverishly pre- prepares to create a perfect date. He begins to write a letter on I, presumably the same paper that got uh, banished to me a few minutes ago. Yeah, it's just it's just sleeping or something. And he accidentally sets the paper on fire, which then floats to <laughs> the bookshelf. Murder. That's murder. <laughs> Hold on. That's murder. <laughs> yes, it is. Wait, wow. a murder. murderer. Yes. <laughs> And he lights the library on fire, the 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 paper, which just randomly floated up on fire, yeah. lit the entire bookshelf and the library on fire. So he's the, a mass murderer because all of these mm-hmm. things are supposedly alive. <laughs> Wait, then it gets better because then they try to lift a bathtub to put out the fire. But then <sighs> Bell, why, why are they trying to pour a bathtub? First of all, I, the bathtub also alive. Jimmy, I hate to break it to you. It's it's a punch bowl. No way. Yeah. It looked like a bathtub. It's a bathtub. I know. No, no. It has has clawed feet. I no. I was watching in rapt attention Mm -hmm. to like a reference. I I needed it to not be a bathtub the whole time. (laughs) And as soon as they said something about a punch bowl, I'm like, Mm -hmm. slightly better. Like, still terrible, but... (laughs) <laughs> just if so, it were full of punch all of those books would be completely ruined either way that's true and disgusting and did they fill up the bathtub before they brought it in anyway so <laughs> bell puts the fire out using mrs potts tea tea boogers common sense mm-hmm. um so then lumiere says for me words of love flow like water but sincerity is impossible <laughs> that's it- you know, guys, they're not feeling emotions and stuff. Yeah. Words of love flow like water, but sincerity is impossible. Oh, my God. Yeah. Their entire relationship is built on lies. She's Yeah. Maybe she's the anxious avoidant type of attachment and Lumiere's mm. the avoidant type. I don't know. I just read a whole bunch on attachment theory. I, okay. I don't. So I'd be bad at doing podcasting if i let this pass without admitting mm-hmm. that for a brief moment i found myself attracted to fifi <laughs> well she does what, have I a mole have... i don't she know i don't do it, i guess yeah and like it, it, it wasn't like it wasn't okay it wasn't like a yeah it was like a <laughs> what <laughs> <laughs> well, you were imagining what she would look like no, as, I, oh, as no, I'm mark. like, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to like, I'm not going to make the sound any better than it was. It's not <laughs> like I, it's not like I was like, all right, let me stop this movie. And, <laughs> Rewind. But it was definitely like, I, I caught it in the back of my mind and I was so wanting to pay attention to anything else, anything other than this movie that I spent a, at least minutes, not like double digit minutes but under kind of going are you really attracted to th- and yeah a, a little n- yeah mm-hmm. i mean not in like a not in a w- weird way clearly and now that i've devoted this much time to it it's it's like it seems like it's in a weird way but it's we should move on 
Well, here's here's my theory about it. What's that supermodel that has furniture now and uh, has a, a mole on her face? Uh, uh, oh, Wilford Brimley. <laughs> no. She has a furniture collection, I think, for rooms to go or whatever. But maybe that's it. That that little mole kind of brought you to supermodel lady. Maybe. I don't know. I could just be <sighs> sick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It didn't. La- it was, it's not a lasting it thing. But clearly, okay, it. like it, it throughout the it it passed, but it happened, and I'm not proud of this. No, but again, I, this is the I kind of hard truth that you know you get here at Cash Grab. Thank mm-hmm. you for sharing. Thank you. Um, Bell agrees to help Lemire if he recounts their first date. Fifi overhears their discussion and immediately thinks Lumiere is cheating on her with Bell. That's definitely the anxious attachment yeah. type and then i she... wrote sitcoms are great uh. <laughs> i let out an audible sigh <sighs> this is this episode is also about miscommunication oh 100 percent. so great. yep so lumiere recounts their first date and fifi overhears it thinks she's cheating and he she thinks that he's doing the same thing with bell as he did with her and then i wrote fifi has a mole Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mrs. Mrs. Potts conf- con- comforts Fifi, who thinks she has lost the love of her life. Mr. Quill, the pen, convinces Fifi to make Lemire jealous. Then Mr. Quill says, when it comes to love, I wrote the book. Uh, <laughs> again, this is Three's Company. It is. And that's I, I, pretty cool. I just want to go back to, to when Belle takes Potts' tea from her. She doesn't ask Potts. She's not like, hey. <laughs> just pours it. It's just like, you, object, here, poor, stupid. Yeah. <laughs> well, Mrs. Potts is going to come in handy a little bit later. And not with liquid. So um, <clears throat> now, okay, not Lumiere and Belle are trying to convince a bathtub to do something. And it's he. punch bowl. Bathtub Jim, I think it's Jim Cummings, says. It goes against everything in the book, and Bell says this time, it is the book of love. Lumiere threatens the bathtub, who is made of silver. Punch so bowl. I guess punch bowl, silver punch bowl, that makes sense. Still has clawed feet. Saying that Beast is downsizing his collection of silver, and that he knows because he knows people in cutlery. <laughs> then <laughs> Fifi starts to flirt with Cogsworth to try to make... We mare jealous and says, you big hunk of clock, you. Mm-hmm. Like that <laughs> test once again. <laughs> uh, while she's flirting with him, his pendulum starts swinging wildly like a dog's <laughs> tail or his clock boner. <laughs> it's <hard> racing. <laughs> Get your mind out of the gutters, guys. Come on. My, look. It was not a sexual, it was like a room. I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> <laughs> it's more of a romantic love with the feather duster. Look, I, brains do things. I'm not saying it's right or good, or, and I'm not proud of this. And it passed. It, it passed like this movie didn't. Like, it, it was just. <laughs> it was fleeting like this movie should have been. Exactly. Mm. Yes. Mm. So then Lumiere fixes the bathtub or punch bowl to add skis to its feet, and he can somehow <coughs> turn his candle into a blowtorch <laughs> to weld the skis onto the thing. Oh, my God. So they convince the footrest, who is a dog, to help Chase. 
Well, he's in the movie. He's in the so. No, like, I know, I know. Yeah, yeah. I, but but he so he's a dog and a footrest. Lumiere says, "If you help, you will no longer be just a footrest, even though you are a footrest." But isn't he a dog? Well, I don't know. I mean, are you saying that dogs don't understand what footrests are? Or I, that- don't, I just don't know. Like, oh, whatever. Um, Why is there a tuba? That's a great. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, the tuba. What was the tuba's name before it became a tuba? And what was I don't its role? Know. I love tuba. I wrote, "Oh, tuba heart." <laughs> Yeah. I must have really enjoyed that. Uh, Yeah. So Fifi's watching all of this from the shadows and is getting more and more impatient and angry. Oh my, it's getting dark. Fifi says she steals him on the night more important than all. Um, If I can't enjoy this this night, no one shall, she says. This is the moment she needed a villain song. This is the moment. Yes. Yes. Yeah, gonna gonna dust my love out of your life or feather, right? You but so feather. it was very devious. If I can't enjoy this night, no one shall. Is she going to kill Bell <laughs> or, <laughs> Belle, or like the whole Belle, castle? It's, cer- it's certainly implied. She's been right? so cool this entire vignette montage, whatever you want to call this thing. Mm-hmm. Bell is in the wingman. Bell uses common sense. She doesn't mm-hmm. react emotionally she's rational she's a she helps um lumiere who i would kind of be like uh i'm good i'm not gonna help you with this because you should be able to have this conversation in your relationship without my help exactly yeah she handles it very well is it is it safe like and i i mean this is it safe for a candelabra to be dating a feather duster no no not at all it like but this she's is, pretty hot. <laughs> Am I right, Dan? Nah, I, I like got a, over it at this point. That's oh. a volatile relationship. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, so then we cut to Fifi diabolically directing scissors to cut something. Then she's leaving the castle and Belle tries to stop her. Lumiere is waiting for her outside. It is time for our anniversary. The recreation of their first date ensues. They are on the sleigh ride in the bathtub. Punchbowl. Punchbowl. Mm. It would seem that Fifi was having the scissors cut the rope that pulls the sleigh. Mm. Lost in romance, Sultan, the dog footrest, was pulling the sleigh, and the rope finally tears off. There's only one thing to do. We must scream like bloodless cowards, says the French candlestick. (laughs) I have to say, and again, I'm trying to come up with anything positive here. Mm -hmm. There's a moment where... Wax, they have an effect of wax melting on Lemire, mm-hmm. and it's supposed to be like him sweating. Yeah, yeah. Like that goes into overdrive. Right. Well, later it's actually water, which is like, okay, point taken away. But at mm-hmm. this moment, like it's cute, but it's certainly unsustainable. And mm-hmm. I can't help but think about the this uh, Sultan situation that you bring up because now that you've introduced it, is this a person who barks? Is oh. it like. I think it turns into a dog again. It, it, if you remember the first movie, when everybody's restored, it's a dog. Comes and right. licks Chip, I think. Mm. I'm picturing a version of this universe where everything is the opposite. So instead of a candle talking like a human, it's a human. <laughs> it's a real candlestick <laughs> in the shape of a human. Whoa. Like, 
Sure. All right. All right. So they're all in trouble. Um, and <laughs> Belle grabs Mrs. Potts and runs out to help. The sleigh slides off the castle and gets caught up on a branch. He was French frying when he should have been pizzaing because he was skiing and, Ugh. you know. Ugh. So Fifi says, this is all my fault. If only I had trusted you. Okay. So then Belle holds onto a tuba who holds mm-hmm. Cogsworth, mm-hmm. who holds the coat rack, mm-hmm. who holds the dog rest, mm-hmm. who holds an accordion. Yeah. Who holds okay. Mrs. So Potts. hold on. I want to know. Yes. How Italian is that accordion? Uh, isn't this a French movie? Yeah, it's set in France. Did you see the animation on that thing? Nope. Was it Italian? Did it say pizza on the side? I, I don't know for sure. And I really hope I'm not getting into any problematic areas here. But I really, really think that that accordion was made to be like an Italian stereotype accordion. I, I would say I'll go back and look, but I refuse. Yeah. No. Oh. Okay. So, uh, so yeah. So the accordion is holding on to Mrs. Potts, and they try to reach down to rescue the lovers in their punch bowl. It's at this point, moments from mortal peril, that Lumiere feels it is best to read the words of love he wrote for her. <laughs> As one does. Yeah. The wind then blows the paper out of his hands, and he says, My words, they are escaping me. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so another casualty just lost into the wind. Dead soul, yep. <laughs> that's pretty cute. Oh, that's Lum- pretty funny. It's, yeah. So then Lumiere searches in his heart and confesses his love. The branch they were hanging on breaks from the... Uh, it breaks, and the team pulls them up safely. Mrs. Potts says, Do you think everything is all right? She seems happy. And Belle says, Sometimes things are just what they seem. Mm. Yeah, what about that song, Bell? Then I said, I wrote, what in the actual hell is this crap? <laughs> the end. <laughs> Some things are just as they seem. Yeah, That's so don't right. listen with your heart. Watch with, <laughs> listen with your eyes or That's watch right. with your ears or whatever. Yeah, uh, be present. That's, I think, maybe the message here is some things are just, they are, you know, let it be. How confused would the children sure. be if this was actually released into the world as a TV show? They'd just be like, what? Yeah. Uh, you know, how how can I come to future cash grab movies with the, the eye and the mind of a child? Like, how can I, what if I were yeah. in, you know, that headspace? Would this seem interesting? No. Nope. Yeah. Uh, You're right. I can't imagine. <laughs> I, no. I might. I might force it on my children. Like when they wake me up at six in the morning to oh. see if they can watch TV. Is it the only thing you can watch is Belle's Magical World. Oh, <laughs> see what they say. Try that. Dad, oh we hate goodness. Disney now. <laughs> that would be. Forced us the, to watch. We were talking about that in the car today that, um, cause they, they, we were listening to, uh, the Supreme resort grand hotels and they were so excited. They wanted to hear daddy. And they were, um, they said I was their Disney hero and I'm the one that introduced oh. them to Disney. And we talked about it when they were younger, they didn't care. And it's like, they're going to totally grow up and be full on like six flags, universal only. I hope you date a nice Disney boy. Nice girl. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> But I'm just trying to equate Disney versus Universal in like the you know Jewish guilt. Totally, yeah, hundred percent. That is one hundred percent. That was clear. That was totally clear. It was. It was okay. Great. 
Yeah. All right, guys. That's so sweet, though. Your, it your is boys. Sweet. Yeah, oh my God. God. that's very cute. Um, wow. Yeah, Lumiere sweats actual sweat, and I don't. I, <laughs> I really. No, no, no. Candles wax can sweat. Wax like in hot weather. Mm-hmm. You've seen that before. This wasn't right? hot. This was not hot weather. It was this okay. was still winter. He was it's winter. He was overheated. The, He's the, not lit in this moment. The alternative, the the idea of somebody. What if <laughs> people's skin? melted just like wax on Lumiere. Like your skin would just bubble up and kind of like drip down your face. How wild would that be? Like in Raiders of the Lost Ark? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That was wax though. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Spoilers. Okay. All right. We got to get this thing over with. Um, <laughs> broken. We we finish our story with broken wing. Mm. It's still winter. Beast is shouting for Cogsworth and demands the girl will join him for lunch tomorrow. There will be music. And fresh flowers in winter. Yeah. I think we can just sum it up by saying that Beast is having a manic episode. Yes, quite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's his all over the place. staffing agencies are so hard to come by. You know, <laughs> his, his staff doesn't get him. He needs these things done, and they're not doing it for him. That's right. Like, and he's upset that his cape is still torn. Cogsworth uh, has not gotten that hemmed. Cogsworth, are you losing control of your staff? See that oh. you don't. What does Master prefer for his luncheon, says Cogsworth. And then he says, perfection, nothing less. What yeah. could go wrong? Yeah. Beast, he deserves to stay like this. And his, his yes. staff, they need to leave. Like, And, and <laughs> totally. I, this is the moment in watching this where I was just like, I'm, this is not okay. This is, this is, this, nothing about this is, is healthy or okay. Like, I want to watch this with my therapist and just be like, what would you say to these characters? Like, yeah. <laughs> like these movies, the, the, the extended universe, they extend all of the most problematic areas of this story, like we were saying before. Mm-hmm. So it made me wonder, like, I kind of want to watch a machete order of these movies, mm. which would be like, we, we start with Belle's uh, Magical World, mm-hmm. and then Belle's Christmas Hoedown, and then <laughs> the original Beauty and the Beast. And I don't think beast comes out as a sympathetic character at all if you watch uh, yeah. it in that order i think it would be you know it'd be interesting is to put the bell's magical world and the enchanted christmas in the actual timeline they take place in the original film right that might right. be interesting. like they, make it yeah. like the mahabharata and people that like take days off to watch it in yes. what used to be movie theaters oh um so now um cut to a bird flying around struggling and she and it lands in Belle's room. The wardrobe is trying to convince Belle that the master is great, except for all of his faults. And then she <laughs> starts to sneeze. That's not possible. The only thing I'm allergic to is b b b b birds. <laughs> mm-hmm. How does the wardrobe have have allergies? <laughs> I don't know. Also, yeah, that's the other thing is most birds are pretty hypoallergenic. It's the dust that collects mm. and people are generally allergic to dust and she's a wardrobe and wardrobes collect yeah, dust. So sure do, especially in big castles, just allergic to herself. Right. That's could be true. But what's worse guys is the beast hates animals. Ironically, mm. <laughs> mostly yeah, birds. A lot of self-hate. That's, that's, yeah, that's, that's what it is. That's what's driving I hate myself. I'm an yeah. animal. Therefore I'm, I'm taking it out on other animals. Boom. Mm-hmm. Solve that problem. Right, but mostly birds. He hates all animals, mostly birds. 
Right. Like Which is documented in the Beauty and the Beast movie. Where birds where fly on him and, and they birds. smile. Yep. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. I yeah. grew up with a pet cockatiel named Ouija, and my dad was mostly scared of it and hated it because he saw the movie The Birds by Hitchcock. <laughs> so maybe, maybe the beast watched The Birds. And he's Good like, ah, um, I those. So... So, all right. So Beast hates animals, mostly birds. So the wardrobe's freaked out. Just then at knock at the door. Who could it be? Mm-hmm. It's Beast. Quickly, hide the bird. Belle hides the bird in the wardrobe, which mm-hmm. it's allergic to. Mm-hmm. Beast comes in. The wardrobe Wait. has an allergic attack. One second. Mm-hmm. Get my when app- Belle tries to put the bird in the wardrobe. Mm-hmm. She says, the wardrobe says, not there of all places. Yeah. Because, oh, ooh. Mm. Right. <laughs> okay. Right. <laughs> I just want to point that out. Uh, put a little pin on it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even <laughs> want to explore where that yep. place is. Nope. We don't, right. we don't need to. Which exactly. Use your imagination. It was in the front. <laughs> right. Um, so she has an allergic attack when Beast comes in. And Beast commands that Bell have lunch with him. With some coaching from Mrs. Potts, however, Beast changes his tone and Bell accepts. Lunch is at 12 p.m. exactly. But before the scene is over, Beast smells something. The wardrobe tries to hide the bird. Beast gives up and leaves. What could the Beast have against birds? <laughs> it's beautiful, lovely, and sweet. Everything Beast is not. Mm. Oh, no, it has yeah. a broken wing, guys. He's jealous of the bird. Yes, because he it gets to be him. inside the wardrobe. That's No, oh, there it is. <laughs> the bird has everything the beast needs, wants. Mm-hmm. Like a giant heart on its front. <laughs> oh, it's going to grow three sizes today. Just you wait. The bird's so stupid. I don't even care about the bird. Sorry. That's fine. It's, it's got a broken wing, and evidently it's male. So mm-hmm. Belle gives the wing a splint because she's kind. Maybe this is one of the birds that she was feeding in the last one. Uh, the I'm bird... not hungry. I'm thirsty. All of this. <laughs> Stop feeding me. All right. Fine. I'll eat these seeds. Yeah. Oh, by the way, those apple slices that she gives the, wor- the bird are mm-hmm. way too big. They're, They're like the big. size of the bird's head. That's right. It's a small bird. Um, so the bird drinks out of chip. <laughs> he did. He did. He did. <laughs> Did get some liquid. <laughs> what? Wait, wait. That's normal. You're just gonna say that like it's normal. <laughs> That's what happened. I'm recounting the story. Okay. 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 Bring chip with like an open brain. And- <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> Eating brain. Yeah. Someone should remake these as like a body horror series. Right. Oh, I'd love that. <laughs> uh, I love. Uh, so, more. Mrs. Potts gives the bird a bath. Cogsworth has gathered the kitchen staff to prepare prepare them for the big lunch. Hijinks. Mrs. Potts gets them in line. This lunch needs to be perfect. More hijinks. Mrs. Potts is able to get everybody in line. Belle is late for lunch. It's 12.07. Now, Belle is late because she's caring for the bird. Beast runs out of patience and goes to get Belle with Cogsworth. Bell forgot all about the beast. I found a bird today. You found what? No such <laughs> creatures allowed in my castle. You get rid of it immediately. I will do no such thing. I want this bird out of my castle. Beast, 
<laughs> we need another podcast which is just you reading through the dialogue. I was doing the same thing. I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying listening to you play these characters so much. <laughs> well, it's over now. Uh, um, by, by the way, Beast is super anal retentive and mm-hmm. OCD, yet he is like tearing into curtains and mm-hmm. I feel so pictures. bad for the staff. Like they're prisoners. They can't leave. They have to work. Like this is seriously like bad. This is like mm-hmm. boys and girls, anyone listening to this, <laughs> if you are watching these movies and it resembles a relationship in your life, please seek help because <laughs> yes, this is not totally. okay. There's nothing wrong the, with you. And were the curtains people before? Because then he's just <laughs> slashing people. <laughs> Right, more murder. Oh my yep. god! I okay. think this episode did, this episode needed a lot of punch up. Like it could have, mm-hmm. they could have snuck in a lot more jokes because you know, yeah. I don't know. It was kind of a downer. It was. Uh, <laughs> Beast tries to catch the bird, but the bird runs away because it can't fly on account of the broken wing. Right. Still more hijinks. Beast falls down the stairs, crying. Bell pleads the, the beast, please wake up. So now she is traumatized that the beast might have collapsed to his doom down the stairs. So she's crying, right. please wake up. Mm-hmm. I can't be free in this evil world without you to sh- tell me what to think and feel. Right. And by the way, Beast straight up would have murdered that bird. Yeah, for sure. And maybe eaten it? Maybe. Okay, so here's where it gets good. The bird starts to sing and Beast realizes just how beautiful the bird is. And then, just when you think he's had a turn of heart, he now says the bird must never leave the castle. Mm-hmm. The beast decides the bird will sing for him only in a cage. Belle is yeah. sad. I have no faith in this relationship. <laughs> this, this, this is the antithesis of the movie Secretary. Okay. Oh, that's a great movie. I've never heard it pronounced antithesis. Antithesis? Yeah. Well, either sure. way. It's probably the Pick same one. thing. It's probably my Canadian accent. <laughs> uh, okay, so <laughs> I, uh, this is a fun line of dialogue, okay? Um, the, there are two knives that are sword fighting. And Cogsworth says, if you can't cut the mustard, your services will no longer be required. To which Lumiere interjects, they are only children. A couple of cut-ups. Mm-hmm. Cogsworth is a dick. <laughs> Who's bad at his job? Mm -hmm. So uh, Beast is demanding that the caged bird sings. And Cogsworth suggests that if Beast Beast sings, the bird might sing too. Beast thinks this is a good idea and forces Cogsworth to do it. Oh, my God. And then Cogsworth says, I know nothing about music except, of course, how to keep time. Mm. (laughs) And there are two moments in this movie where – when Cogsworth is shocked, it makes a cuckoo sound. He's not a he's not a cuckoo clock. No, he's not. He's a mini grandfather. Okay, but you know, up until the point that the the audio the 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 audio gags were mm-hmm. were there, they were there for me. Like I was like, okay, great, the cuckoo that made sense. It's like ah, you know, it was fun. It's it doesn't have to be perfect. Like every hawk you hear in a nature documentary. Or every eagle you hear in a nature documentary mm-hmm. is the sound of like a hawk because actual eagles sound boring. Oh. Uh, yeah. Not in Perry because Perry's the most perfect movie ever. <laughs> oh, Jesus. When are we? Well, I'll watch Perry that's, one day. Yeah, that's, that's a no, totally different podcast. 
Um, <laughs> all right. So Cogsworth tries to sing It's Bad. So so much so that the bird covers his face with its wing in a Fauci-esque move. <laughs> Fauci-esque move, sorry. The bird could have left the cage ages ago oh, because yeah. the animation is so not great that the cage is too much wide. Much wider, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess now that I'm talking about it, like, oh, of course you have to animate the cage with really wide bars because then otherwise you wouldn't be able to see the character's face. That's and that true. means... You'll miss out on all of those amazingly detailed and intricate hand-drawn animations that this film definitely <laughs> has. I say film like it's a film. It's not. No. But I, I was proud of that line earlier. The um, the bird covers his face with its wing in a Fauci-esque move. Yeah. No, I was going to draw attention it. to it. That was, that, like was, that. that was good. But yeah, literally. So, so Beast, his Sorry. attempt is no that, better. That, that Fauci thing flew right out of my head. Yeah, right. okay. I, I said Fausty oh. before. Wow, we're really blowing it in the, yeah. the third let's, act. Let's just start over. Like I blame show. the movie. Oh, totally. Um, the bird is now... So the beast sings, it's not any better. So the the bird <laughs> is, at this point, dejected. Like, it's so disappointed. <laughs> the bird <laughs> is profoundly disappointed in this, right? This, you know, this is like torture. This would be yeah. actual... Like, say you're the most best singer in the entire world. Oh, that's true. And... Yeah you're put into prison and then you're, <laughs> you're forced to listen to forced to listen to like, uh, I don't know. Um, what's his name? The actor, the guy, uh, it's beast. No, uh, no, no, Robbie <laughs> Benson. Robbie. No, uh, no, from, uh, no, 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 William Shatner. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, so, like, forced to listen to William Shatner singing rocket oh. man. Yes, like please. No punishment <laughs> here. Thank you. It doesn't sound like prison. That sounds like paradise. That sounds, sounds like heaven. Anyway. Dan's got that album. <laughs> That's not probably. a joke. I probably do. <laughs> play it for me all the time. Um, so Belle is now lamenting in the garden, and Cogsworth collects her to join Beast in the parlor, and he says these words, immediately, if not sooner. Mm-hmm. Beast is angry that the bird won't sing. And then there's a whole caged creature analogy that ensues. Everyone is sad now. Mm. Beast takes the bird in cage upstairs and removes the splint in a shocking turn of events. Just like out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Then Beast frees the bird who flies away but fails. So then Beast goes to save the bird who's failing outside and he falls down the roof. Cogsworth falls to his potential doom and asks forgiveness to his colleagues. It seems my time has run out is what he says. <laughs> he falls and his friends catch him. Jimmy. Lumiere, what? Can you give us your best Cogsworth voice and Lumiere voice for us? I, I can't. I, I don't, I don't have a Cogsworth. Uh, it seems it my time has run out. Yes. Oh. That's what he says. And then he, he, the friends catch him and Lumiere says, how time flies. <laughs> <laughs> Attempt number really two. Really tempted to make the Sultan make an appearance here. <laughs> <laughs> I'll work on my, I have a good Homer. Um, yeah. Attempt number two and the bird flies away. Lunchtime. The guys, <laughs> the bird returns and he's found a mate. Mm-hmm. love is in the air the and end lumiere's getting kind of horny over the birds 
Is he? Like, yeah. He's like, oh, look at the bears. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know what they are going to do now. <laughs> yeah. Lumiere's a creep. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, and then when, when Beast discovers the, like, like the right thing to do it feels like he's like oh i've discovered this mind game you can play on chicks now cogsworth like like i wanted him to put on like a pimp hat and change his name to magic or something and like start a blog <laughs> like it's just weird like cre- he, everything in this is creepy especially the weird attraction to fifi that i had for a brief moment <laughs> so this is the last thing i wrote the end Please, for the love of God, be over. <laughs> Success. Yeah. yeah. All right. That is Bell's Magical World. <sighs> I had, actually had to write this down. I hate this movie. <laughs> <laughs> and listener, uh, please don't watch this film. But no. if you choose to, we are going to prepare the perfect evening in. Mm. Mm-hmm. You ready? Yeah. So I... <sighs> Before we get there, there's a couple things like I I, I know like for the, for the we should not have another movie in this universe, so we're not going to play that game of trying to figure out like what the next one yes. would be. Yeah. However, I do want to see in some sense, in some setting, Bell telling the story of every Disney and Pixar movie ever, like just telling it to like to inanimate objects that are. There's like, your TV show. Right, Bell she just describes the, the plot points. Yeah, yeah. And she, and it Bell, is those characters when they like flash to it, you know, when you're imagining right. it. Right. No, I'm Bell thinking playing Cinderella. I'm thinking no cutaway, just her explaining movies. Okay. <laughs> just an animated show where she's just explaining movies that already exist to characters that we don't care about. And, this, and it should start just with sitting Wally. in a chair. For yeah, 30 just, minutes. yeah, it's just Bell explains Disney movies <laughs> to furniture. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> I, I would actually watch that. I'll animate it. <laughs> you know what? I disagree. I don't like this oh. idea. <laughs> I don't see, I don't think that would be fun to watch. Hmm. I think funner than this movie. It would be, <laughs> yeah. it would be more fun than this movie. Mm-hmm. If Jimmy were recounting the as bell as bell doing the voices and a surprise appearance from sultan played by dan oh (laughs) and we could call it cash grab oh cash cash grab two t-o-o uh-huh yeah Uh, so it'd be like bell sitting there like and then he said (laughs) (laughs) wow And the people in the scooters weren't wearing underwear either. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Sultan. (laughs) Oh, Dad. Daddy. (laughs) Pa. (laughs) Come here, Tiger. (laughs) What's the feather possessor doing talking to me? (laughs) Ooh, she's cute. (laughs) Oh, no. I'm (laughs) fine. Oh, no. I have the moon. <laughs> and if you would also like to be broken as a person, you can watch this movie. Mm-hmm. This is what it does to you. Yes. Uh, it's We're not Heather ruined. Locklear. It's not Christy Brinkley. It's, oh, man, she's furniture. Jacqueline Bissett. No. And the mole, famous for the mole. Come on, guys. 
Mm. Oh, you guys were uh, eight when she was famous. Never mind. Oh, 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 Bernadette Peters. No, she's not a model. She's oh. a great singer, though. Uh, um, Dr. Frankenstein. Uh, Brooke, Brooke Shields. <laughs> no, you're getting closer. Cindy there. Crawford. Cindy Crawford. Thank you. Cindy Crawford Nailed collection. It. <laughs> she has a makeup. She had a makeup collection with MAC Cosmetics. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so if you're going to have a uh, dinner of whatever, a night in to watch this (laughs) atrocity, (laughs) Belle's magical dumpster fire, um, here's what you're going to want to (laughs) drink. Any sour beer. (laughs) Because I want to like it, but it tastes terrible and has an even worse (laughs) aftertaste, and I just want it to end. Uh, I hate to break it to you, Jimmy, but that means that you don't have class and don't appreciate good beer. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. what people say. <laughs> I happen to really enjoy the taste of vinegar, and I'm weird yes. like that, and mm-hmm. and so many other ways. But well, yeah, there's yeah. some good sour beers out there. I'm sure yeah. there are. Uh, or what are we going to eat with this delicious sour beer? Oh, um, God, I guess maybe like a grilled cheese sandwich <laughs> because okay. I I forgot. I honestly forgot to consider the meal pairing until um, two minutes before we started recording this. That's fair. Um, but what what I do remember is being drunk and like, oh, <laughs> when you're drinking, you need to eat something or you'll mm-hmm. get sick. And so what's an easy thing to make to, to pad all of that booze in your body is mm-hmm. a grilled cheese sandwich. Oh, yeah. That's appropriate. yeah. Or maybe sauerkraut because it's not actually a meal. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> How about that, Lunchables? <laughs> That's good. It, Lunchables is so good. <laughs> Perfect. And it's what are all we terrible be- in small bits and pieces. Yeah. And yeah. even combined, they're still it, bad. It's even worse, yeah. And mm-hmm. there's a lot Perfect. of plastic packaging that's <laughs> bad for the earth and mm-hmm. – it's yeah. not really nutritionally dense <laughs> in any way. Just like Bell's Magical World, bad for this earth. <laughs> uh, what are we going to be listening to whilst eating this fine meal? I really struggled with this one, but I think I landed mm-hmm. on the perfect thing. Um, we all know Elvis Presley, right? Mm-hmm. And we're familiar with what he's done. Mm-hmm. One of the many things that he's known for is being insane. And... A terrible drug addict, and um, and Monte when, Cristo sandwiches, and mm. Monte Cristo sandwiches. Um, w- after he died, uh, a company that didn't own the rights to any of his music, but did own the rights oddly to his uh, live performances, released an album. And some people know exactly where I'm going with this. Called "Having Fun with Elvis on Stage," and so <laughs> when you when you have drugged up bloated elvis and you have footage of him you know and his his wacky stage banter which is of course very drug fueled um Mm -hmm. you know you want to release that but ideally you want to have it with the music but you don't have the music so you have this Mm. we go again man oh i hate this so much like my horse just left this is a 30 minute long album It's available no. in full oh, you on YouTube. On. I've cut it down to three minutes mm-hmm. that I don't even think that we're going to get through it. But yeah, it's oh. that's it. Just, it just tapers off to nothing. You need to sit with this for a little bit. To well, really over, get the well, made it complete. Do I have to? Totally yep. fool myself. It's an assignment. Get a kick out of watching it. Oh God, I hate this. Uh huh. 
So he doesn't actually wow. sing anything. Wow. Wow. Uh, it, one of my first records that I made. Kinda, yeah. I mean, he did. This is in between the songs. Back in so someone actually went in and cut out the music. Oh, okay. And this is this is the like this. remnants. Oh God, this makes me so uncomfortable. <laughs> this this is exactly what it's like to watch Bell's Magical World, everybody. Guys. Yeah, perfect. Uh, it's just like <laughs> you're any... waiting for something to happen, but it never yes. does. <laughs> yeah. No. yeah. Who would listen to the? Oh God, this is I... this is making my skin crawl. And I don't know I... for you ladies out there, this is taking me to a place where you're like. Out at night, maybe at a bar, and there's a drunk guy who's talking like that into your ear, and you're just like, this is the attention that I don't want, and that's where I'm right now. So if any of you happen to like that feeling, there's an album out there for you. Oh, God. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah. All right, guys. So so the last thing, our power ranking. Mm. Oh, right. We skipped that. We did. So we decided that King of Thieves might be the best of all these straight-to-video sequels. Yes. So, so far, yes. That is okay. currently ranked at number one. Yeah. Number two, I'm going to go out on a limb and say Bell's Enchanted Christmas. Oh, that's rough. Um, it's between hmm. that or Return of Jafar. <laughs> King of Thieves, Christmas, Return of Jafar, Magical World. Magical World is definitely at the bottom. Yeah. Absolutely. 100% at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, King of Thieves. Here's what I'm going to say. Yeah. Maestro. Tim Curry. Uh, that yeah, that that does that is a good that's a point Bernadette that Peters. you can make. Yeah, no, okay, you're right. It does have some. It is it, rather than being an absolute turd, it is a nut filled turd, meaning that it has <laughs> more moments in it that yeah, there's things in it that could actually you know, that's gross. Where did those nuts come from? <laughs> Was it corn filled? <laughs> <laughs> Again, if you would like to have a movie completely break you down as a person, you can watch uh, Bell's Magical Magical World. Um, So everybody, don't forget, we have game nights and they are a lot of fun. And they're typically on Wednesdays. Follow us on the Facebook social media to find out when they are. Audrey is typically there with us, mm. uh, as well as Eric from the Supreme Resort, our new guest or our new third judge for season two of the Supreme Resort. You can listen to Ears Up. You can listen to Ears Up in depth. You can listen to a new Star Wars podcast that is joining the network. And I'm not going to say the name of it because I don't remember. Bantha, Bantha, Bantha Mills. Band, you'll find it we'll, we'll talk more about it when it's officially on the yeah. thing and um give us some feedback you can email us uh please like and subscribe and give us ratings and reviews now the supreme I resort think, i think also by the time this episode comes out we will have recorded at least one more very annual pass holders yes yeah don't forget about very annual pass holders support us on patreon forward slash ears up and email us, Jimmy at earsup-podcast.com, Dan at earsup-podcast.com. And what if somebody has something to say to you, Audrey? How do they get a hold of you? Uh, Twitter, email Instagram. Dan at earsuppodcast.com or Jimmy at earsuppodcast.com. There we go. There you go. Uh, the first episode has officially released and the second is about to release. That's The King of Thieves. It uh, is wonderful. I really enjoy doing this. It's fun. It's funny. And I think we have a great balance as a team. And I want to continue doing this with, drum roll, 
Somebody while I look it up. There we go. Oh, uh, Pocahontas 2, Journey oh to the New World. Hell yes. <laughs> oh. John Smith in the house. My first Disney crush. Don't <laughs> get me started. At least it wasn't oh, a feather too. duster. We have in common. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, uh, I got to say, I'm really glad to be done with mm-hmm. the um, – Beauty and the Beast Cinematic, Cinematic Universe. Universe yeah. uh, thanks as always to Joseph McDade, who mm-hmm. has put together the music for us to play for you. Anything before we say those words? Uh, I don't think so. Live from I, New Oh, sorry. Yeah, right. It's my, my job. Should I get an email address? Uh, we'll see. We're, you're still right. on trial. Oh, okay. All right. I got to I gotta please <laughs> you two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's probationary period still. Uh, okay. So uh, right. with nothing else to say. Until be, next time, be kind, be kind and rewind. rewind. Yeah. Wow, that one was perfect. Yeah, I'll make it perfect. <laughs> oh, my God. That was a horrible, horrible movie. <laughs> it was... It was bad. Then we have Lion King 2, Simba's Pride. Then Hercules, Zero to Hero. Uh-oh, guys. Bell's Tales of Friendship. No. We're not done. No, we're not done. Bell's Tales of Friendship is a live animated action animated excuse me live action animated disney film released direct to video produced by walt disney television animation as a prequel to beauty and the beast the enchanted christmas are you serious we have to watch this i was gonna cut i was gonna cut this part out and speed up the thing like i did the first episode but Uh, uh, wow it was also Uh. released to help promote the syndicated television series sing me a story with bell Uh, this is not okay Okay. All right. So Bye. we're in for it. We're in for it. <laughs> I guess I accept this as my. This is. You know what? Some things are just as they seem. <laughs> Perfect. And. Bye. Bye. Bye.